Hello everybody and welcome to <laughs> Box Book Club. I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And today we will be discussing Tools of Engagement by Tessa Bailey. Yep. Um, but first, Claire will be opening her birthday present. <laughs> and this is going to be released in like four weeks anyway. So yes. <laughs> yeah, this coming Tuesday is my birthday. Right She's now, 45. <laughs> right now, it is the 20th of August, and this unwrapping is at Kenzie's request. So prepare for some ASMR. <laughs> Opening up the card first, I should probably clarify. <laughs> this is probably as close as we're ever going to get to an ASMR-esque video. Yeah. What do they do? Do they do this? Yeah. <laughs> Scratching and everything. <laughs> oh, this is cute. Birthday wishes friend. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Kenzie, for no the card. All right, card's done. <laughs> Throws it away. <laughs> it's like when you open the card from your grandparents and all the money comes All the out. money. You're like, oh my God, thanks so <laughs> much. <laughs> and you have to pretend to read the whole card. Yeah. All right, we got the present. Alrighty. Well, present one. <laughs> Don't know if you wanted to keep this, so I'm just going ham. It's actually really pretty birthday wrapping. Kinsey is a pro when it comes to wrapping things, <laughs> especially around Christmas time. It's not my best work, but oh, okay. Twelve Baja Mend blends mug. Oh, that says T two, not twelve. T two, sorry, <laughs> twelve. Oh yeah, because they did yeah. that book thing release as well. Yeah, but but I didn't do that. So. That's alright. Sorry, I'm a dumbass. That's okay. I'm tired as <laughs> well. Funny. Ooh, it's colourful. Nice and blue. Well, you gave me a very specific shade of blue to oh, work yeah, with. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't realise it was this. <laughs> I was stressed. Alrighty. Alright, so I'm done. What's the... Is it just a mug or is it a steeper and everything? Yeah, it's a steeper. Oh, cool. Yeah. You're going to have to teach me how to do it and yeah. use it. No Probably. Worries. No worries. <laughs> Not cool, lovely. Sorry, yes, other way around. <laughs> um, I wasn't expected to do this, but not nah, cool. Other way. <laughs> we'd, figure, we'd figure it all out. But no, nah, this is cute. Love it. Thanks, Kenzie. No fuckies. Probably didn't need to take it out, but. Well, you got to get the full experience. Yeah, you know? I'll, fix, I'll fix it all later. <laughs> making a mess. There we go. It's in. It's not pretty, but it's in. All right, then we got a small little box here. Oh, it's probably some tea, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking it would be something different. Ah, yes, some tea. English breakfast. Yeah, Lovely. I didn't know what flava to get, so I just went with a standard. Flava? <laughs> yeah, no, standard English breakfast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like either like a Tetley's tea or like a Lipton standard, so this will do just nicely. Well, thank you, Kenzie. No worries. Because we're old women now. Because we're old. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, tea is becoming more prominent, I guess, these days. Mm. I think with the help of chai tea as a, like a mm. a basis. And herbal teas. And herbals, yes. Alrighty, if you want to, with that out of the way, thank you so much, Kenzie. I love it. No worries, I will go to the Goodreads blurb. Goodreads blurb. And we're just having some little munchies and everything, so yeah. more ASMR. More ASMR. Tools of engagement. Hair, makeup, clothing, decor, everything in Bethany Castle's world is organized, planned, and styled to perfection, which is why the homes she designs for her family's real estate business are the most coveted in town. 
the only thing not perfect, her track record with men. She's on a dating hiatus and after helping her friends achieve their dreams, Bethany finally has time to focus on her own. Flip a house from framework to furnishings all by herself. Except her older brother runs a company and refuses to take her seriously. When a television producer gets wind of the castle sibling rivalry, they're, invi- uh, they're invited on Flip Off, a competition to see who can do the best renovation. Bethany wants bragging rights, but she needs a crew, and the only member of her brother's construction team willing to jump ship is Wes Daniels, the new guy in town. His Texas drawl and handsome face got under Bethany's skin on day one, but the last thing she needs is some cocky young cowboy in her way. As the race to renovate heats up, Wes and Bethany are forced into closed quarters, trading barbs and biting banter as they remodel the ugliest house on the block. It's a labour of love, hate, and everything in between, and soon sparks are flying. But Bethany's perfectly structured life is one kiss away from going up in smoke, and she knows falling for a guy like Wes would be a flipping disaster. <laughs> hey, I, l- hey, flipping. I love what she did there. <laughs> they mean fucking. <laughs> Alrighty, just Not really emotions. Jesus <laughs> Um, Tessa Bailey continues to surprise me in the most, like, unexpected ways. Um, not sure if it's a good thing. I'm indifferent about this book. Like, you know, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It's just a book. Um, a vacation read, as you would say. The character and the storyline went into a very unexpected route, and I was very surprised by that. Um, and we'll talk about that a bit later, I guess. Um... Yeah, look, I'm just indifferent. Like, Tessa Bailey also has the ability to, like, weave in relatively serious issues and add it into a very more soft and fluffy type of manner. But, like, what I would like to see more is, in that regard, is, like, just a bit more oomph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, ultimately, I am indifferent. Like, I've read it. It was a book. Probably not going to read it again. (laughs) Not that I ever really reread books, but I don't know. What about you, Kinsey? Um... A little bit of a disclaimer to start with. This is a... That's what I was going to say before you were like... Oh, sorry. This is a trilogy thing. Or like a three... A, Universe. A triology, if you will. Triology. <laughs> Instead of it. duology. So this is number three, and then Fixer Up is number one, and so we accidentally skipped number two, which... I don't think it really matters. Yeah, which I don't think matters, but we often do that sort of thing. <laughs> well, the end of Fixer Up is... The premise of Bethany being like, I want to flip my own house. Yeah. So it makes sense for it to come second, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you miss out on much. You probably just miss, like, maybe a little, like, nuances or things. Maybe, but, but it's just... But I don't think, yeah, not reading the second one impacted reading this one. No, because I respectfully don't care about Rosie and Daniel's yeah. issues. Um, so... Uh, so this is a book with words on a page. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and it was all right. It was all right, yeah. And that is all. You're still a fan of Tessa Bailey? I'm like, still a fan of Tessa Bailey this, this... because I, I'm i excited to read her other books, though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. You just kind of like, maybe I'm personally also getting so over. You have like a book and then it's based around the next I suppose, series or universe is based around the other characters. Yeah, because that would mean that the characters would have to be really be popping or bussing, as you'd like to say these days, in the first book in order for me yeah, to care totally about them. Slang. Yeah, exactly. And I don't care about them, so... Yeah. And yeah, I just thought, yeah, Bethany was going to be a bit better in this book. But... It would be better. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll jump into it. Okay. Why? I feel tricked, in a way. way. A little bit tricked. Claire has been bamboozled. <laughs> I have been bamboozled, and bamboozled has been my favourite word the and past the couple of weeks. And on the in day of her birth. In four days. Yeah. Two days. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it is. Four weeks ago. <laughs> Four weeks ago, two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we are under the impression, like this is, she's involved in a family f- house flipping business and she wants to lead her own Renault and stuff. Like, that's fantastic. We love that. Girl boss to the sun. You can do whatever the fuck you want. However, this book made her seem so stupid in not knowing how to organize such a project, even though she's been a big part of it. And mm-hmm. I suppose it can come down to essentially, we can assume Stevens never really had the opportunity or never really had the drive to teach her or guide mm-hmm. her about the actual process. Yeah. Um, but but St- Stevens a fuckwood anyway, like I don't like him regardless. <laughs> but like, yeah, she just seems so, and then <sighs> she seemed really incompetent. And then it fell back onto Wes and his like foreman stupid role and his knowledge and everything and I don't know it just seemed not fair because it, yeah in Fixer Up you know Bethany is heavily involved and she's like I really want to lead and then in this book she's like I didn't even measure the fucking bathroom or I didn't get this or that and are was, we blaming <laughs> this on the nepotism of it all the nepotism so oh, oh the family, family business, business. Yeah, yeah we can blame it on the nepotism yeah they just got given the family business I will be right back okay yeah and then also as you were saying the inept <laughs> of the ineptitude of Bethany. I don't know if that's the correct word, but anyway. <laughs> what a sentence. The inept of the ineptitude. <laughs> <laughs> the inept of the ineptitude. I don't know. Anyway. It's my birthday. I'll say we allow that word. <laughs> um, of, yeah, so she's just been styling houses up till this yep. point, And now she's like, I'm going to flip a whole house. And it's like, okay, that's fine. That's a good, like, project or whatever. But, like, what made you think that that was actually viable? Like, without mm. having any actual knowledge of of like what goes into a demolition stuff apart from like i want to swing just a sledgehammer yeah yeah but like we get that assumption in fix her up yeah. when she's because they're all up in in the house flipping and stuff mm. and you just assume that she has the knowledge and the capabilities but apparently not mm. and yeah felt deceived and then the whole turning it into a reality tv show competition i'm like fuck off <laughs> i respectfully did not want that Along with the incompetence, she has to do this in two weeks. Yeah. Could you imagine the block doing yeah, I was this say, in two weeks? The block. <laughs> the block has just like started up again. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, this is too unreal. And then, as part of her crew, they had to get the two most old, like dinkiest people. It's just, I just, she's just being set up to be humiliated, and I don't like that for Bethany because she seemed pretty chill towards the end of Fix Her Up. And yeah, just disappointed. Do we want to talk about Wes? We can talk about Wes. I love that Tessa Bailey initially has flipped the romance, like, genre sort of meta Mm. in terms of age gaps. Yes. However. (laughs) Normally, the age gap is, you know, between the male of interest and the female, where Mm -hmm. the male is older. But in this case, Wes is 23 and Bethany is 30. And it took me a while to figure out what her actual age is. And then that's, that's a whole thing in itself, but... Alright, you have opinions. <laughs> I can just see the look on your face. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is a certain point where age gaps are okay. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. However, I think, and I do not have a leg to stand on here, but. <laughs> but four not, years compared to seven. seven yeah, okay. Sorry, I yeah. spat everywhere. But. That's okay. Also, it's like within four years as well. Like, it's not. Anyway. So, yeah, like. <laughs> Before 25, if you have, like, five plus years, it's a bit like... Because it's like, when he was 13, she, <laughs> she was, was 20. 20. <laughs> and, like, flip that as well, and it's still fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, either way, it's gross. And it just gives off those vibes of, like, 
I don't know, your like little brother crushing on like your best friend or whatever, and it's like humiliating and weird and mm-hmm. stuff, and they've been pining. Yeah, I don't know. And then also the child abandonment of it all. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I read the first chapter and I'm like, all right, so they're either because you make the assumptions early that like her parents had either passed away or whatever, yeah. and like that's fine. Then you learn a couple of chapters in, oh, the mum's just a drug addict who's gone on a little hiatus. Yeah. And the dad's... Yeah, I so Wes is looking after his niece. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, should have been more yeah, specific. Yeah, some context. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, if you've read the book, you understand. Yeah, anyway. Um, and then... It's yeah, like, it's I like, don't know, she's coming the, back. Yeah, the mum's like, it was just like, okay, like, I need a break. See ya, you look after. It must be nice in real life. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? Just like, drop, a, drop your kid off yeah drop your kid off look after her he's like okay no worries thanks yeah and presumable i don't know how old how old is becky did we figure that out i don't know if it was overstated but imagine yeah 23 year old brother maybe that's the excuse to set up that kind of level of maturity which is a little bit wrong anyway yeah i was like what in the child abandonment is this but it all works out in the end and then there's another there's a tiff pretty much over laura anyway and it's like, well, to be fair, Wes does not have a leg to stand on. Established maturity. They're like, let's give him a, a kid. fake kid. And give him his niece. Yeah. Plot so, device. I have a surprise for you. Oh, give a surprise for me. <laughs> Stop it. It was at this point that I stopped reading the book. <laughs> day we were talking i was like oh i nearly dnf this book i it's gone i've burnt you, it you you always are like i gotta read it for clegg i gotta read it for clegg i couldn't then, do it just... i couldn't do it <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> so, so i slogged through it for nothing <laughs> i just yeah so and i can go on i can talk about the book <laughs> My cheeks are hurting from (laughs) smiling. Let's see a what percent. I was like, nah. (laughs) It's just like unbelievable to that point. Oh my god. Oh, so. Did you even know they had a reality TV show? (laughs) (laughs) You played that so well. (laughs) You bitch. any better but i didn't even make it out of the sample of the book from kindle <laughs> could you get a sample yeah, and then yeah. you can buy it from fixer up yeah yeah so, so you're telling me i wasted my money <laughs> no it wasn't a waste i still yeah indifferent yeah but... so it was 70 percent of the sample okay so it was like what does the sample say like what con what's the context Within, in the sample in chapter two i Okay, this is my thing though. Okay, you gotta stop when you want when you're not interested. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I feel like though until we started this podcast, like even if I didn't like a book, I was like, no, I have to finish it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for the book, um, I yeah, fix her up. I think was good. It was believable. Like there were adult issues, there were adult problems, there were things going on, blah blah. And also, I'm sure in real life, like maybe a 23 year old does like have custody of their or whatever for whatever reason but i was just like this is so unbelievable (laughs) in this context of this world yeah and then yeah bethany again was just it was like um 
in Spanish Love and American Roommate oh, yeah, with yeah. Rosie, how like they just become suddenly a different character within in their own book. Mm. Because it's like, oh, now I can flush them out. Or flush them out. Now I can flesh them out. And give them like more um, development and more story and stuff. But it's kind of like because they, the author's been given that power mm. that it gets like taken away from mm. what was already established, which is fine. And then mm. I just... I don't know. I don't see in a world where, like, because Bethany's pretty successful. Like, she's yeah. been flipping houses up to the wall. Like, she's been designing houses or whatever. Seems like she has money. Seems like she has her head screwed on. And, like, I just don't understand what world this, like, 30 year old, yeah, like, successful woman falls for this 23 year old, like. Ex ball rider. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? You just. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let me drink my drink. You needed like a quiet <laughs> break, so yeah. And then yeah, like we were saying, I just don't think like if I was gonna be like I'm gonna flip a house and then a reality television came to me and was like, You have two weeks to do this I'll be like, Yeah, I'm gonna keep doing that. Like it's just yeah. unrealistic and I uh, when I read fantasy books mm-hmm. I can suspend my disbelief because it's fantasy and yeah. I know it's in a different world and, like, that's never going to happen. You're never going to come across, like, a real-life situation or circumstance. Yeah, like exactly. And, like, they can have wars and sword fights and whatever and, like, that makes sense. But Who did like, this to you? Stuff like this. <laughs> it's like... But then, yeah, in, like, modern romances, I just, like... It's so unrealistic and it annoys me because also in, like, YA and new adult and, like, adult books, like, there's these unrealistic expectations. No, there's these unrealistic portrayals of romance and like what men are going to be like and what women are going to be like like especially in sapphic books Mm -hmm. and then as a reader you're like okay i can let it go to a degree because Mm -hmm. i'm reading a fictional book because it doesn't matter yeah especially in young adult it's like okay but a teenager is reading this and in some ways it's like this is now what they expect their experience to be as mm. well and they're just putting unrealistic expectations on men and women and anyone in between mm. <laughs> and it grabs my gears because escapism because it's not gonna matter though yeah but, <laughs> but i get it yeah and yeah. also like in fix run when they have sex in the baseball field dugout, <laughs> i'm like don't do that like you will get charged you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna catch a case yeah <laughs> Yeah, I get that. And, like, it's in this book with ex- setting up expectations, um, like, Wes pretty much saying, like, sexual innu- innuendos towards Bethany anyway. Mm. Like, he is chasing her pretty hard. Yeah. And she's kind of, like, pushing back and forth, but it seems like she gives in, in a way. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you wouldn't want, like, a younger person badgering you. Yeah. Or making innuendos yeah. about hooking up or are we going to have Especially sex. Especially in a professional sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But I suppose it's all right if they're attractive and you have, and if you have a crush on each other. Yeah. God damn, you didn't finish the book. <laughs> Love that for you though. <laughs> I truly have been bamboozled. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I think also coming off hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was like, there's only so much like tropes and like tropes, like, yeah. <laughs> like romance. Yeah, look. Romance and men being stupid and mm. yeah, and just like, oh, I love you. I don't love you. <laughs> That I could stand. <laughs> Fair enough. Anything else like about it from what you've read up to or what you've ascertained? Oh, first off, I suppose let's talk about like the timelines of like yes. even just some other characters. So within this book, I don't know how much time has passed between like now and say Fixer Up in this world because apparently the Rosie book comes second and I feel like that doesn't make chronological sense. Anyway, 
because Georgie and Tra- Travis are engaged and they are having a wedding in this book as well, which I feel yeah. like is too fast. I think I read somewhere that it was only like this takes place within like months. Yeah, because like the yeah. whole the the real the the Rem- block yeah uh, the flip off it was only two weeks. It was only two weeks, yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you, uh, spoiler alert for you, not that you care. Wes proposes at the end, <laughs> so it's oh really really God. quick. Worse than a lesbian couple. I think out. I yeah have read because I was trying to look at reviews and stuff. And I was like, is this worth the slog? You're trying to convince yourself. Yeah, and a lot of it was like, yeah, one of the parts that's really unbelievable is one like, uh, what's their names? Travis and Georgie. And Georgie, that's one. I was gonna say Rosie. <laughs> um, yeah, they've gotten engaged and getting married within six months or whatever. Mm. And then in this one, they're like, yeah, by the end. Wes proposes yep and you would assume that it's only been like a month but also it's that thing where like despite Wes still being relatively new he's been working for brick and morty for like a little while so like yeah. the, just the timeline seems yeah. a bit weird so yeah and it's like okay but how new is new in town and then like yeah i don't know yeah to establish like your niece i mean like, like school and stuff as i would well, say like, at least i would say at least three months but like this is yeah. probably prior to the book yeah, and then it's like you don't you don't know someone, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and like he's been crushing on her for ages and all that yeah. type of stuff. I think I have seen um, an article on the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, I understand um, about like psychology, and it's saying that like like you should be dating someone for a year and then propose and then get married within like that second year or whatever. Oh, but I'm like you don't know someone like so. Like, oh yeah, I yeah. That you move in straight away, like yeah. Yeah. You don't know how yeah how you live with yeah. each other. And I think it's a very Ameri- well at least just from like social media and like movies and TV or whatever which aren't really mm. realistic but like social media at least like Americans do move really fast in like they're dating and engaged and married sort of mm. thing because I know there's like a mum influencer that I follow and she's about to have her like fourth child. Mm. I think she's. Yeah, she's she's my so she's my age. So, wow, she's popped out four already. Well, I think she's I think she's a younger. I think she's twenty five. Okay. They got married at eighteen, but yeah, so it's just like boom, 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 boom. It seems like, like a bit of religious aspects maybe too as well. No, just they're just, just they're just yeah. fried. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and I know like some a lot of like the mum talks or whatever like it is a religion thing like mm. they're Catholic or whatever and they get married at eighteen straight away and then they bone <laughs> and then it's a very bone. Catholic thing to have a lot of children. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, and I was like, I couldn't imagine going from married to like having a child within the first year of marriage. Yeah. Like, I don't get to know the person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's truly speed dating. Yeah. Speed date, speed marriage, speed family. Mm. But then in, in five years' time, there's a, a speed divorce. Yeah, speed divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would, just have, I would have expected like, yeah, a lot more time. Yeah, maybe just, yeah, the unrealistic expectations yeah. as well. And I suppose books like this don't help that psychology either. Yeah. I think I found that in a lot of the modern romances that we've read, because they are by American authors, that there is that. This very is Sally quick... Thorne slander. I'm kidding. <laughs> there is that very quick kind of timeline. And I suppose at the end of the day, you're making a romance book. You want them to have the romance yeah. and then have the happily ever after, I guess. Yeah. Is this even is... if like we could stretch it for like a year. Like, maybe yeah or like at the end like if they confess they're like i love you oh my god i love you and then like say like eight months later or at like, least or maybe even have like a few more hundred pages at least yeah. have it a bit chunkier yeah. and then you can have like a good little timeline yeah. 
I think maybe even like series is or even like TV shows like because everyone wants the like yeah. slow burn yeah. and I've had too much slow burn and now I'm going into too fast into a yeah. relationship and it's like I, I don't know what I like anymore you know in terms of pace but yeah it seemed that yeah in this book Wes had been pining after Bethany for a while because yep she is essentially like her boss's sister whatever mm. um and she has her life together, she's put together. Although that's a huge insecurity that she has, if you had read the book, Kenzie. Um, yeah, because in her eyes, you know, her life isn't perfect. And it's all a, a, like a ploy just to make herself, I don't know, feel better. Well, again, I think that's like a part of the nepotism thing. Like, <laughs> the nepotism, yeah. I get, like, if you were humbled from the beginning, yeah, exactly. you wouldn't have this and issue. if you're self-aware, then I think that's a different story. But like, yeah, if you've been given this business and they're like, you can do whatever you like you can design the houses or whatever like you don't have to go to college like mm. and here and so then I feel like yeah you probably would get to a certain point where you'd be like oh I haven't had to work for because you're on a good wicket yeah yep. <laughs> good wicket. <laughs> batting from a good wicket <laughs> yeah it's like I yeah like I haven't had to work for this I was given it uh like yeah you've kind of made like a name for yourself but you've made a name for yourself within the family business anyway that already had its own reputation mm. which was like good <laughs> and also in this t port jefferson town like it's meant to be like a small town community yeah. so everybody knows everybody yeah so that probably doesn't help either because yeah. everyone knows who she is and yeah i guess how pretty she is and all that type of stuff trail of broken hearts <laughs> and then the old cowboy the whole young cowboy <laughs> Yep, not allowed. And then the young cowboy from out of town comes and just snaps her up. Okay, why do all these men need to have tragic backstories? I know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Why not we just have a guy who's like... Oh, yeah, he's a foster care, bro. Representation for you, Kenzie. Yep. Love that. <laughs> but, like, <clears throat> yeah, why can't it just be a guy who, like, either got, like, a promotion at work and had to, like, have a sea change? No. Or, like, there was, like, oh, I just, I grew up in another small town and i didn't want to stay there for the rest of my life so i moved like, yeah or like yeah or i, I just heard or i heard this is a very good house flipping business yeah. and i want to be a part of it because i'm a, in construction yeah sure i think oh, i don't quite remember now i don't i think they used to live there hmm? i think that wes and becky used they have some ties to this maybe you grew up there yeah i, I don't remember See, I think they had some sort of ties in this town, which, yeah, adds, adds to the pining. So it doesn't need to be tragic. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah no. He doesn't need to be, like, a foster kid, grew yeah. up in the system. Yeah. But I think he had a re relatively pleasant experience, I think. But yeah, Bethany, not Bethany, Becky, same names. <laughs> Becky fucked up. Same <laughs> she had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same horse, different jockey. I am going to use that. I'm going to keep that one. Um, so spoil me this. Okay. Does the mum come back for the kid? Becky? Yeah, yeah, at some point. They have there's a moment where Wes and Bethany are like looking after Laura and her friends, like babysitting for the night. Mm. Um Oh no, maybe it happens after. Oh but yeah, there's a scenario where yeah, Becky comes back and Bethany's there and then Wes I think puts Laura to bed or something and then Becky's like, Who are you? Blah blah blah. Oh, you know that whole like, like women standoff. <laughs> it's like, why does it matter? Like you've abandoned your child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> does exactly. he keep the child? Um, there's this situation where I think he does file for some guardianship. Uh, all right. I think this is the main plot really, in terms of like that plot point. Mm -hmm. Because Wes and Bethany eventually, you know, develop feelings and stuff, and then Bethany has moments with Laura, and so she feels attached. Mm -hmm. So Laura likes Bethany as well. Mm -hmm. 
um, there's a moment where Wes and Laura move into Bethany's house. It's weird. so so fucking quick. Yeah, and <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and so yeah, in preparation for this guardianship sort of application, there has to be like an inspection and such. And so the inspector, um, you know, goes around, has a bit of a look see. Um, we find out later that the or even that day or whatever. Uh, they Wes has been rejected for for guardianship because of the residents not being too kid friendly, mm-hmm. and of course Bethany takes offense to that because you know it's like a perfect house for like adults. Yeah, like it's not in, essentially child proof or child. It's not like a child environment. You know, mm-hmm. it's very obviously interior designer and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So Bethany gets upset and takes offense to that, and because she is looking at a life with Wes and Laura at this point, even though it's so fucking too soon, um, she's like, "Well, this is it. I give up." Essentially, and she has like a bit of a meltdown, and so her and Wes then it's the cause of their little breakup because she feels like she's not good enough to be able to of have all this. Of course, a breakup and a comeback together. Yeah, but then that's the thing. He comes back at the end of the flip off when it was declared that Stephen won. But Stephen's like, that's not fair. Bethany won. We get a bit of a character development from Stephen in the last chapter, well done, essentially. Um, saying because Bethany's house, which is Travis's father's house, uh-huh. whatever, was essentially a shack before mm-hmm. she fixed it. And then Stephen's like, well, I just had a ruggedy house. Like, Bethany's clearly the winner. And then, yeah, Wes comes and they all kiss on shit. And then he's like, proposes. Gross. It's all fun. Uh, I don't remember if it's on camera. It oh. could have been cut or whatever, oh. but but it's in front of like a bunch of people. So, <laughs> how do you feel? Over the two weeks. Over the two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're filming. Yeah, priorities. I hate everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very too soon. Very yeah. much too soon. Yeah. Um, I think oh, talking about love bombing. If right. that was on tea time, people would call that a red flag. Yes, yes. <laughs> love bombing. Um, I'm just going to see if I wrote down why they had to leave the apartment or whatever. Oh, because Becky was going to sell the house. Because mm. Becky had a house there. Wes and Laura were living in it. And then, yeah, Becky, Becky, needed, Becky needed money and she was going to sell the house. And so <laughs> Bethany took in Wes and Laura. It's hard not to call Bethany Becky yeah. and Becky <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> but yeah, that's why. That's why. Mm. Oh, and because Bethany takes so much pride in like her house and her appearance and her upkeep, she took offense because like the house is essentially an extension of her mm. and s- some random person is like, it's not good enough, you know? Mm. So of course she had a very low day and very bummed out. But yeah, fun fact. Mm. This, this might surprise you. I don't know if this is part of any sort of reviews or any part of the snippet that you read, but lo and behold... Christian is pregnant. Oh. Cold. Cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, this is an issue in itself <gasps> because Christian wasn't too keen on kids. Like, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind, you know? But it's just, you know, Stephen's, like, intense push, mm. buying a minivan, mm-hmm. mentioning kids all the time. It's like... Eh, Knowing when she's ovulating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tracking that, like, it's a little bit too excessive and weird, mm. in my opinion. Mm. And so I just think we should he shouldn't have been allowed to be rewarded in such a way. Talk about red flag. Talk about <laughs> red flags. Yep, yep. And then there's an epilogue, because there is. I'm missing so much, but this is just to really catch Kenzie up. Is it six days later? <laughs> no, eight months later, actually. So Christian had had the kid. So, like, that just throws off my entire timeline, I think. <laughs> anyway, so Georgie and Travis are expecting a baby. Of course. Rosie and Daniel are expecting twins. Of course. And then Brick and Morty... Um, kind of expand their business uh, adding Bethany and Wes as their own like team oh. so uh, they're all one big cohesive building unit gross now 
yeah, so everything works out in the end. But but Stephen is a prick still in this book, regardless. I think Stephen is a prick in general. Oh, I wrote a really good note that I think will help with like the age gap kind of discrepancy and like how that issue is approached in this book. Mm -hmm. Because there is a point where Bethany is like in a monologuing to herself, or it's her point of view. Or maybe she even does explain it to Wes, but she highlights that he is seven years younger and she is aware, so aware that he is not career driven. And like to point that out and then still kind of end up with him. Yeah. It's like, bro. Bro. <laughs> stick. So, okay. So he's always going to be seven years behind you then. <laughs> seven years behind. Yeah. Because he's, he worked as like a um, kind of non-committal type of jobs. He was like an ex-bull rider or whatever. Very, a rodeo rider. And like, yeah, it's very. Sounds very familiar. Just very. <laughs> Very like country esque. I think it's just that cowboy esque nature that Flippin the readers will f- find mm. like attractive and appealing. Um, He's bouncing on my booty, booty cheeks. Bouncing on my booty cheeks. I love the way he rides. <laughs> She's a cunt. Dream you, Zig fan. <laughs> um, There's a house over here on the other side of the highway. Yeah. And we have this. It's a shack. Oh, okay. And the garage opens up. Okay, like like a like that. Like double door. Uh-huh. A double door. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they Sorry. have a Confederate flag painted. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are they from there? I don't know. Didn't we know somebody had a Confederate flag? Mm. And I publicly called them out on Facebook about. <laughs> oh, and there's also a fun moment where, because Bethany, because there's not there's a few scenes where they are building or like working on the home, um, and like Bethany's getting frustrated because. She doesn't know much and she wants to learn on the go, which is fine, all well and dandy. But then there's a line where Wes says, what was it? Like, you can't do that. And then the next line was him realising he should have said, you you can't do that yet or something like that. Like the yet in terms he's going to teach her. So Bethany was on a roof and she was like, I think tiling a roof when that happened. And then... So another little tiff between them in the middle of the book. And then on a stormy night, because of course, Bethany is like trying to prove a point. She's stubborn. She is tiling the roof again. Oh my God, she slips. Uh, She does slip and he catches her though. So like there's no stakes. Like like, just acquire a brain injury or something, you know? Acquire a brain. (laughs) I want to see a color shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, it's those moments where it's like, you know, in the rain or like there's a really tense moment and like there's a savior esque about it but ultimately yeah bethany's getting defensive because you know she's being because wes declared himself as a foreman it started off as like a joke like huh, i'm the foreman because i know what i'm doing because you're incompetent which is unfortunately true in this book but yeah fair and he's doing all like the measurements and doing all this and that mm-hmm. and yeah she's just oh but then it got too far because obviously he then officially became a foreman and it's like well just let bethany it's her it's mm. her gig um but if she had the knowledge yeah. Of flipping a house correctly, yeah. she would know that you need a foreman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah, thrown off by the whole, like, I want to build a house. I want to renovate a house. I essentially don't know what to I do other than, <laughs> other than decorate. Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who can renovate on the fly. And it's like, in this type of book, in this day and age, just internet, YouTube, Google, just be like, how do I tell a roof? All right, I need this. Or if like, hire someone. <laughs> or hire somebody, yeah. And I think that's the thing, the, the, the budget was like, their budget was like a blank check, essentially. Wow. And yet, and here's the thing that was really stupidly goofy, was that Wes found this guy, these guys, Carl and Oliver, like old, older guys who 
worked in construction. But it's like, could you not just have like a regular younger-ish crew, mm. kind of similar to well, Mira? All working at brick and mortar. <laughs> I see. There's only one company in town. Yeah, yeah, true. But like, yeah, and it's like it's the type of book where like you know you get the goofiest sidekicks, Mm. and it's like no, give Beth. Let's take Bethany seriously, please. Yeah, let's give Bethany an actual chance. Mm. Mm. But then, um, obviously, Georgie and Travis make an appearance. I think there's like a dinner at some point. The Just Us League meet up and do all their fun things. We learned early on that Wes was receiving like food and stuff for them. So I thought there was going to be this miscommunication thing where we also, where they also assumed that uh, Laura's parents had like died, died. under. Ex- yeah. Well, there's Serious an extreme, yeah, extreme, <laughs> yeah, ex- circumstance as to why Wes is looking after it. But yeah, no, it's just uh, they just want to have a break from parenting. <laughs> essentially, <laughs> must be nice. Must be nice. And yeah, that's pretty much like it. And then they have sex a few times, of you course. know, they hook up. I'm not on the job site, I don't, I believe, oh, which is pretty God. good. Um, because that seems illegal. <laughs> and then there's this whole, like, sub-sub sort of, like, plot where Wes would talk to Stephen. And because Bethany knew about Christian's pregnancy, I forget how she found out. And then she's told Wes, and then Christian is leaving, like, secret hints for Stephen to figure out. But then Wes kind of plays along oh. to mess with him, but then also tells him. Oh. Because Stephen is just so dull and so unaware. But yeah, that's it. What a shit book. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of nice that, you know, with Bethany, you know, having such a high upkeep life, you know, she has her own insecurities and they are valid. Oh, and one of the like big moments is because she started the Just Us League for her itself. She's on a, like a man hiatus, right? I don't, I forget the extreme circumstances to why in the Infixer up, but like. Men ain't shit. Yeah, but. She used that used that group to be vulnerable with herself, and she's like, "I'm not, I'm not on a man hiatus anymore." And everyone's like, "Hooray!" and blah blah blah. And then she's like, "You can go see my shoe collection." I don't know. It seems very vain. I don't know. I think because she's so she likes to see other people to see how perfect I guess or the perfect oh. life she has, and so letting these randos or these women community yeah. into her space yeah. and everything. I don't know. It just helps her as a person. Oh, good, good on her. I'm glad she had some development and growth. Yeah, uh, Stephen. I will never read anything about him. Sorry, Tessa, just fuck him off. No worries. You now get a free surprise DNF. (laughs) (laughs) One free surprise DNF. (laughs) Can't believe that happened. Far out. (laughs) Shall we go to the stars that listen? We shall go to the stars that that listen. My cheeks hurt so bad. Oh. Stop being happy. (laughs) Who says I'm happy? Oh, anyway, for those who don't know, the Stars That Listen is a segment we do at the end of our podcast where we uh, read, we pick a favourite one or two, like pick a favourite one-star review and a favourite five-star, but sometimes there's multiple because they're funny. Um, and we start with the one-stars and then we end on the five-stars because we end on a positive note, even if we did DNF this book. What <laughs> <laughs> did say we? You DNF this book. <laughs> Sorry. Even All right, what were your one-star reviews? I have do? one because it's a long one. Ooh. ooh. But it just says, DNF. <laughs> I can't believe this is my third DNF in the last 10 days. What is going on with me? But it's like also... Is that like, on you? That's on you. Yeah. Like Anyway, but anyway I'm so disappointed I didn't enjoy this book. I had high hopes for it because I really liked the first two in the series. My way... My Wayne, my main problem was the heroine, Bethany. It was so tiring being in her head. She was so self-righteous and insisting on making illogical decisions. 
and her insecurities were mostly what this book was about. I found her to be selfish. She made everything about her and the worst is that I was really looking forward to watching her learn how to handle her anxiety in order to show everyone how capable she is. Such a shame to DNF because the writing was good, but I couldn't stand Bethany. That's fair. Fair, fair. And that's such a shame. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I have three one-star reviews in the one screenshot. Oof. Just because it's like three different yeah. sentences. The first one. Left me with the feeling of sawdust in my nose. <laughs> the second one. This book caused me physical pain. And <laughs> third one-star review is shove those tools up your ass. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, my five star is y'all love might actually be real. I am shooketh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Low expectations. <laughs> Alright, my five star review. Listen to this on my six hour car drive and all I can say is damn, dirty talk hits different when you're listening to it instead of just reading it. <laughs> I always count surprise when I listen to audiobooks and I hear the dirty talk. Surprise face, surprise face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like well, you just yeah. it's essentially audio porn. Sorry, I'm gonna listen to the graphic audio of Silver Flame. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, as always, thank you for listening. You the most likely place to find us is Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. From there our link tree is in our bio where you'll find us in all the places. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this book. I didn't, but I hope you did. <laughs> yep. I'm but, perpetually cynical, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's either you're a Claire in this case or you're a yeah. Kenzie. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday to Claire. That was four yeah. weeks ago. Four weeks ago. You seem to do that yeah. every every time we record <laughs> up until my actual birthday has passed. Yes. <laughs> it's in two days. Anyway, 22nd of August. Yes. Um, Don't be right. doxing yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doxing myself. Um, what would next week be? Next week, we are hitting back into a fantasy series, which, oh, fucking finally, yeah. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, um, we'll be kicking off with Guild from the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy, I believe. And that is all. So stay tuned for next week. Woo! All right. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.